Are you ready to build a business with consistent income and have time left to spend with your family? In Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, you will learn the strategies to create exactly what you want in your business and in your life. Now, here's your host, Kathleen Reeson. Welcome to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson, and we're here on Inspired Choices Network. And today we're talking all about calm in chaos. Yes, calm in chaos. So we all know those people that get frantic, that are always like on the edge. And they're the people that you're not going to ask them to, to do something because, you know, just one more thing will totally flip them over. Sometimes I feel this with my youngest son. He's eight. And so, so eight, you think about an eight-year-old, but he's eight. And one of the, the things that we, last night, we went through this as I was thinking about this show, it's, of course, this came up. So we're getting ready to go on vacation. and my son has built this giant fort in our family room with all these uh, foam squares. So we, you, the kind you put on the floor that you might walk on. We had a bunch left over from one of our gyms. And so we have all these at our house. He pull, pulls them inside and he builds this fort. And he's so excited about this fort. And he actually, he built it a couple of days ago, but he was remodeling it. And he wanted to add a second story. And it's eight o'clock at night and we are packing for our trip and, and we're getting ready to go. And he's building a fort. And we say, Andrew, Andrew, it's, it's time to take a shower. Let's, let's step away from fort. Let's take the fort down. Let's go take a shower. And what he heard was, let's take the fort down and rebuild it in my room. And when I'm done with that, it may be 11 midnight, then I'll go take a shower. And so he proceeds to pick up all the foam mats, take them upstairs, put them in his room, build this fort. And I come up an hour later and Andrew is building a fort, not in the shower. And I say, Andrew, Andrew, come on, let's go. Everybody else is packing, getting ready to go. Why are you building a fort? Why aren't you in the shower? And he just flips out, like totally flips out. And everything that's been bothering him for probably the last seven and a half years of his life just comes pouring out of his mouth. He is irate. He is telling me everything that I've ever done wrong in his mind as a mom. You know, he's it's just, everything's coming out. And when I really paused, I realized he is not, he hasn't adapted to chaos yet. And when we're in a, what, it, what appears to him as a chaotic space, he really has a challenge with that. Now, my oldest had the same challenge where he didn't really ride the wave necessarily. He kind of got caught in the surf. So he, it took him a while to understand how to really create calm in chaos for himself. And so we have coping mechanisms for him. Uh, one of the heavy blankets. Have you guys ever see, you've seen those? Those 40 pound, eight pound, there's different weightage. But you, you put them on your, your legs and part of your body and it really calms your nervous system. And so that was a coping mechanism that we started to use with him around eight years old. And it supported him in just really calming down so that he could see that even though there's all these things happening around me, that I can still be calm. And my eight-year-old, he hasn't learned all of these yet. He's got some of them, but he really hasn't learned a lot of them yet. And so he still gets triggered by chaos. And so that scenario is exactly what's happening in our workplaces, 100%. I was talking with one of my clients the other day, and he was saying with, with the return to work, the amount of chit chat time that's been going on is something that's totally unexpected for him, like totally unexpected. So he is uh, second in line for CEO. So he's in an executive role at his company. They have a thousand employees. And as employees are getting vaccinated and they're coming back into work, he said he underestimated the amount of time 
that people required just to sit and talk because they hadn't had that experience with other people, that physical one-on-one experience. And although he'd been in the office, he didn't realize that as people came back, that was one thing that they'd wanted. And here's the ironic thing. And what he'd say is, or he said, he said, in order for me to get work done, I actually get to go home and work. So hear that total twist. But what happens when people sense chaos? And look at the last year we've been in. And and, and a lot of us, are we even through the pandemic? I don't know how long this is going to be. We don't know what this looks like. But I can tell you where I live in Iowa and the United States, we can see a light at the end of the tunnel with vaccination numbers going up and the rate of COVID going down. We can at least see what the end could possibly look like. And so as these businesses are opening up and we're bringing employees back into the office, we're seeing these stressors. And you guys, I, I learned all these statistics this week and you know that I'm not a super analyzer. So, so I committed to these statistics for you, but uh, there was a study done by Microsoft and it, it talked with 30,000 people one year after uh, one year after COVID happened. And I, I shared some of these in the episode on Monday uh, last week. So so you can reference that as well if you're interested in these. But if they asked how many people had gained weight over the last year, and 61% said yes, they'd gained weight. Okay, but but the average weight gain, get this, the average weight gain was 29 pounds. And so again, we you know, these are some of these things when you hear these statistics, wow. Okay, but so now think about that. Think about that. One in 10 Americans have gained 50 pounds or more over the last year. So the real challenge right now is what pants do I wear when I go back to the office? I'm not even joking when I say that. It's like, what pants do I wear? Because here's what chaos looks like in the moment in, in your employees. So for those of us that have employees, like this is what's going through their mind of, okay, so I've gained weight. I don't want people to see me or my hair has grayed and I haven't cut it or I haven't chosen to treat it the way that I, that I used to. So I look different. And I don't want people to see me. And now my pants don't fit, but I don't want to go buy a new pair of pants because I know I'm going to lose the weight at some point. And so I don't want to go invest in all of this new clothes. And so now I don't know what to do and I'm struggling. And you guys, this is real. Like, this is real. I can't even make this stuff up. This is real. And and so that's not everybody, right? That's about half. And the challenge is the half that aren't in that space don't get it. Don't get it. And so I have other clients who are just come back. This is not a big deal. I don't care. You just find a pair of pants that work. I don't care. Just get your butt back in the office. And so there's this whole dichotomy going on and it creates a lot of chaos. And so just like my eight-year-old, when chaos is going on, all I want to do is hide. And so now we've got people that are coming back into the office, but they don't really want to be there. And we've got people that want to be back in the office, but when they get there, other people just want to talk to them and chit chat. And guess what it's creating? this really big challenge. And so today is really dedicated to how do we find that calm, that path forward in the chaos? How do we find it? And when I was talking with one of my clients this week, one of my one-to-one clients, my one-on-one coaching clients, we were talking about the, the two types of people that exist. You know, the ones that are the, the, the chaos alerters. So they're the ones that they, they, they see the chaos, they're in the chaos and they come to someone who they believe can solve the solution. And then we've got the people that are the, the path forward. They're the, they're the rock, the grounder. 
Okay, so they're the ones that people come to because they sort through the chaos and they see the path forward. And so I believe everybody has the gift to be in either one of those spaces, but it truly is a power and a gift to be able to see through chaos. So if you're the person that, that a lot of fires get brought into your world, so especially in, in business as an executive, a lot of these fires get brought into our world as, as we're growing in companies. Like that's Every time you create something, we are creating chaos. Like stuff, things, doing is chaos. And it's okay. There's nothing, don't think of chaos as a bad thing or a good thing. It's just stuff, okay? Chaos is just things that are happening. And so the, the goal is that no matter what's happening around us, we're still the same. We still show up the exact same way. Like that's the definition of leadership is that it doesn't matter what's happening around us. I stay the same. I don't get triggered by things around me. There was a time in my life when I would get triggered by my children, when they would get frustrated, when they would get loud, when they would, when they would wrestle all the time. And I, all I could see was a a bone being broken or something like that. That's what I saw when they were wrestling on the ground. And, and if I stood here and told you I never get triggered by my children, <laughs> that would be a lie. And that's not true. But it's sometimes, but it's definitely less, definitely less. So last night I was tired. I just had my first COVID shot on uh, last, on Tuesday. And so, so I was really a little bit more fatigued than I normally would. And so when I think about that, like last night when Andrew was, was, was in his space of chaos, what he required of me was to be that path forward. And so, so think about this. This is a question I asked my one-on-one coaching client. I said, how many fires come to you every day? And how many of them are ones that you actually get to put out? So think about that. He, so I had him grab his pen and his paper. I said, this is your homework for the week. You actually get to track how many fires are coming to you, meaning like, hey, they're you know, just like you would call a fire department if you had a fire at your house or your business. Just the same concept. How many people are coming to you saying, fire, fire, there's a problem going on. Like this report didn't get pulled or this person's not working out. This person's not doing their job or this, uh, we're, we're going to have this merger and acquisition, you know, whatever it is, whatever the fires are that somebody's saying, hey, I'm putting the fire on you to put out. But the reality is that most of those times, they can actually put out their own fire. The role that you're serving is simply the grounding of, I hear you, and how would you like to solve that? Most people are really coming, if you're the person that's the grounded, they're really coming to you for that grounding. They actually know what to create. And what I noticed over time, especially with myself and how I handle these, when I had a bunch of people coming at me for, with these fires, what I thought they wanted was for me to insert myself to solve the problem for them. But what I realized was that it wasn't really about me. I was just this grounding point. They were coming to me with these fires to reaffirm what they already knew they got to create. And so when I, when I took this as a, oh, you don't really actually want me to do anything. You really just want me to listen and then say, okay, cool. What are you going to do about it? Listen. And then send, say, okay, go do it. Go do it. And so it just becomes this acknowledgement. When I listen and acknowledge, I don't actually add anything to my plate of doing. So, so my client, I had him do this last week. And what he realized was that there, one, there weren't as many fires as he thought there were. And two, there were very few fires that actually required something of him. Very few fires that actually required something of him. And what a huge awareness. 
That's the same thing that I found too, when I went through this, that how many times did I think that people wanted something from me that I got to insert myself? So I added a lot more tasks to my plate. Years ago, when I was having this epiphany for myself, I had a business coach and he came in, he walked into my office and he brought me this little gorilla, like a two, three inch gorilla. You get at a zoo, a little uh, figurine. And on this gorilla is a little baby gorilla on its back. So the baby gorilla is sitting on the maybe mama gorilla's back. And he says, this is to remind you that you don't have to put everybody else's gorillas on your back. There will be people all the time that will be attempting to put their gorillas on your back because they don't want a gorilla on their back. They want you to carry the gorilla. But this is to remind you that the gorilla doesn't get to sit on your back. That if other people brought it to you, brought that gorilla on their back, then they can walk away with the gorilla on their back too. And so that was really important moment for me. And it's something that I have shared multiple times on a stage and in coaching, because that happens so often. It happens in my life, with my family, with my kids. It happens at work. It happens everywhere. When I'm volunteering on the boards that I sit on, it's everywhere. And the reality is, all the time, people want to put their gorilla on your back, their stuff. And if we really look at it, it's not that it's, we don't have to accept it. Okay. We don't have to accept their gorilla. We can just say, I hear you. And what are you going to do about it? And we're just clearing the pathway of possibility for them so they can see, oh, I can actually take care of this. So think about this when somebody's coming to you in, in let's just say, a work situation and they're saying, hey, how do I address? Uh, this part, this is, I'm not even gonna make this up. I don't even need to make a scenario up. I have one off the top of my head. It just happened. We had an employee who was acting toxic, right? Acting toxic was, was really, uh, rude to some of our customers and just something was off. I talked to this person. My husband had talked to this person. Our manager had talked to this person. Other instructors had talked to this person. We had gone to a lot of different levels, but the reality was this person was acting toxic and got to be removed. And so this one of our managers came to us and said, hey, could you support me in removing them? And what I realized, what I thought, oh, I get to be the one to actually remove this person. But that's not what she was asking. But that's how I heard it. When I listened again, it was, could you support me? That was the key word. And so it was just a matter of guidance and providing support in a different way than me inserting myself to do. How often do you insert yourself into situations where you don't even have to insert yourself? You're creating doing. So remember how as executives, we can be kind of tired because we're doing a lot. We're creating that doing. We're creating that doing by accepting other monkeys on our back, gorillas on our back. And those, those are heavy. So we are going to continue this conversation about calm in chaos. We've set the tone for what chaos is and how it shows up in our lives. And we're going to take a quick break before we dig in deeper into this conversation. You are listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson here on Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson. And let's go on a quick break and we'll continue the conversation. Building a business is a lot like baking a cake. There are certain ingredients that can't be missed. By listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Neeson, you will learn the five key steps that every great business utilizes. You will hear from successful entrepreneurs that will share what works and what doesn't work in their businesses. 
you will have an opportunity to ask questions so you can apply these steps directly to your business. Host and business coach Kathleen Reeson built seven successful businesses while raising three boys, volunteering extensively, and having some time left for her husband and herself. Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, and she will show you how you can build the business and the life you dream of, too. Are you ready? Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson Radio Show every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Risa. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson here on Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson. And for the last 15 minutes, we've been talking all about calm in chaos. So how do we be calm in chaos? And the first 15 minutes, we really set the pretense of how we create the chaos around us, how we how we can jump in easily and think that we've got to solve things when really it's that's just not, not really the case all the time. A lot of times we really don't, aren't required to do anything. It's people are bringing us fires because they just want that listening and that, that grounding and that acknowledgement so that they can go out and solve it. And so one of the things that we're going to talk about here in this next segment is that there's always a path forward. So whenever there's a situation in front of you that's challenging, it can be really hard to not see the end, not see what's possible, but we get to remember that there's always a path forward. Okay, so even repeat that with me, there's always a path forward. There's always a path forward. And sometimes that path can look jagged and ragged and and, and harsh and, and not a path that we want, but the reality is there's always going to be, the, the sun is always going to shine tomorrow. We might not be able to see it outside. It might be cloudy like it is for me today where I live, but somewhere the sun is shining bright. And so remembering that space of possibility that the sun is shining somewhere and one day I will see the sun, the sun will show up and trusting that the sun is actually going to show up. That's the piece that holds us in this calm. Calm is a practice. It is not something that you either are or aren't. It's a practice. And so being calm in chaos, the more that you're in chaos, the more comfortable you become in chaos. So I, I've said this on the show before. It's been one of our quotes many, many times is that you're, you, never, you, you can only grow in discomfort. That is, that is the only place that we can, we can have personal development or professional development. Even those words, not to go on a rant here, but like, what's the difference between personal and professional development? What, what does that, what does it really mean? I mean, development is development. And so let's just scrap that personal versus professional and just disagree to use the word development. So in development, you will not develop when you're comfortable. You only develop when you're uncomfortable, which means that discomfort breeds growth. It breeds how we show up in our leadership. 
I'm talking with this lady the other day. We've been working on it. We did this five days of uh, a five day challenge on how to support employers as they're bringing employees back in. Emotional intelligence is just it's a really big deal right now. And, and that's what we've been talking about. The stuff calm and chaos. It's really about how we manage our mind. It's about emotional intelligence. And so we've been running this, this challenge. And I talk with this lady and she's telling me about how uh, a lot of the executives in her office, they aren't, uh, in her mind, aren't open to receiving feedback from their employees, but yet they know that the, so they're making these decisions in her mind, like up from a podium and they don't actually see the people that they're effective. And maybe that's the case, maybe it's not, but it's a real concern for her. It's a real concern for her. And so she was, she was really wondering whether this was a place that she wanted to work anymore. And when we talked about this and we really brought it up and opened up this, the conversation, what we saw was that she had, she was losing sight of what the other, what the other end looked like, how she could actually make an impact, how she could support these executives, the employees. Like she, she really felt caught in the middle. And, and so for her, it was a lose, lose, no matter what. And one of the questions I had for her is what does a win-win look like? What, if anything is possible, what would a win-win even look like? And so a lot of times when we're in what we perceive to be chaos, and like even that moment, what, when I say what we perceive to be chaos, instead of when we're in chaos, I say that because what you believe is chaos may not be what someone else believes is chaos. You can have the exact same situation and you perceive chaos, but somebody else doesn't. Okay? Because it's just a situation. And so that's why it's really important. We say when we perceive chaos, when we perceive chaos. So when you perceive chaos, how, what would a win-win look like? Because we can easily go down a track of, uh, wow, everything's really bad. And I don't, it's, we're never going to create a solution here. There's nothing that's ever going to work. It's really easy to get into that rabbit tail right there of everything's in a bad space. But what I know to be true is that when we look at what would be possible, so in an ideal world, what would get to happen so that it was a win-win? So if we've got a lose-lose, what would be possible? And what I know happens is that when we open ourselves up to thinking about what a win-win looks like, it's like seeing the sun again. It's like, oh, okay, well, maybe this isn't even possible, but in order for a win-win to be created, this is what it would have to look like. And when we go there, then we can see a gap between where we are and where it's possible to be. It doesn't ever mean we'll get there. It just means now we know that it's possible. So a lot of times when I'm in conversations with people uh, and they'll say, they'll, they'll paint a picture of a situation that really just sounds like horrible. It sounds like a losing situation. The question that I'll ask, and this is a question if you're coaching employees or friends or neighbors or people in your family, whoever you're talking to, one of the questions when you see them going down the negative hole, the hole of every the pity party hole, the hole that like things are bad. And in reality, like, they're bad. The question to ask is, what does a win look like? What does it look like? What would it look like? And it shifts their mind from what's not working to what could be working. And really what we're saying is, what would growth look like? Okay, what would growth look like? Because when we know that, then we can move forward. So that's just a coaching tip for today. <laughs> where, where I believe we're headed is that we've had a lot of external coaches. So coaches coming into companies or working with executives or all, I think that's the world I played into. And where I believe that we're going 
is that we will actually have companies that have coaching built in. So it'll just be cultures of coaching, not cultures of managing. The difference between managing and coaching, you know, managing is I know this task really well, and I'm going to teach you how to do this task. We're like leading. So let's put that distinction there too. Leading is, I don't know what's ahead, but we're going to navigate it together. And I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go first. I'm going to show the way of how we navigate stuff that we don't understand. And then coaching is I'm going to support you in developing the skills to be able to move forward. I'm going to shift your mindset. I'm going to be the person that is committed to your win as much as you are. I'm going to be the person that's committed to your win as much as you are. And then there's all kinds of other distinctions that we could go on from there. But in the realm of calm and chaos, a lot of times when someone's in chaos, when they perceive that, it's their mind that's there. And so our job is to support them in one, we don't get to be in chaos because in order to, you can't be in chaos and support somebody else out of it. You get to be neutral. You get to be not in chaos. Neutral would be, I'm not triggered by anything. I'm just how I'm showing up. That's how you support somebody out of chaos. You're not in chaos. And then you ask them those questions. Well, what would a win look like? And you remember, you remember this, there is always a path forward. So commit that there is always a path forward. And when you're in that space, when you tell yourself that, and when you tell the person that's in front of you, that's perceiving chaos that, and you're committed to it and you know that it's true. Then the question is, where are we making it hard? Question I ask myself all the time, where am I making it hard? <laughs> that is something that I can, I, I, I can make things really, really hard. And the reality is whether I make something hard or easy is my choice. It's my choice because that's just a mindset too. I was, uh, this is years ago. I was with my family. We were actually visiting my husband's grandma. So she was in a nursing home. We, I took her these, she loved German. Uh, she, she's died, dead now, but I took her these German chocolate brownies. She loved German chocolate brownies and German chocolate cake. So I made these German chocolate brownies. I don't like German chocolate brownies. I don't even know if they're good. I didn't eat them, but my uh, cousin or somebody else that was there, he says to me, were these hard to make? And I looked at him and I said, that's a great question. I, they took a lot of steps. Like there were, there were certainly like 15 steps in this baking process. So much more than, than, than the typical brownies that I make. There were a lot more steps, but I wouldn't say it was hard, Like each step individually wasn't a big deal. Like did it, did it require a lot of my time? Yes. But nothing about it was hard. Nothing about it was hard. And I surprised myself in how I answered that, because if I would have, if I would have thought that hard meant, did it take a lot of time? Then yes. If I would have thought hard, did it take some of my brain power to figure out how to create what I was creating? Like, yes. But was it actually like hard? What does it mean to be hard? Like, was it challenging? Maybe, yeah. Uh, was it frustrating? No. So what does it mean to be hard? And, I, and, and so when I heard him ask that question, I thought about that and said, how many times have I made the word hard mean all of those things, time-consuming, challenging, frustrating. Uh, I've, I've often lumped those into the word hard versus segmenting them and saying, it wasn't hard, but it was 15 steps and it did require three hours of my time. And I don't even like these things, but I saw the joy on 
my husband's grandma's face and I knew how much she liked them. So was it hard? I don't know, maybe, but it was worth it. And so that's this question of really redefining what, how we use our language. When I'm looking at calm and chaos, it's really understanding how I perceive things, how I perceive things. And so let's go to this definition of what if my cousin, the, the guy I was talking to when he said, is this hard? What if he thought hard meant multi-steps? Because what he was really asking was, I, he says, I like these brownies and I want, I want to make these. I've never made German chocolate brownies. Do you think I could make them? Like how, how challenging is it? And, but what he, the question he asked was how hard is it? So when you look at it that way, like really in our, in our language and how we speak with somebody else, it, it's really about really listening to what they're saying so that we can speak into that versus speaking to this surface level. Because yeah, I could have said, yeah, it was 15 steps. It was totally chaotic. The kitchen, you know, like there was a fire that didn't really happen, but let's just say there was a fire in the kitchen, you know, all this stuff happened. And he, he would might say, I'm never making German chocolate brownies. That sounds terrible because he doesn't want to be in chaos. And that's not the case at all. So, so I simplified this with German chocolate brownies, but think about how often this happens at work, how often somebody maybe wants to go for another job. So maybe they, they're in one role, but they want to advance into another one. And the person that's in that role, they see them stressed all the time. And then they assign that level of stress to that job and say, I don't want to be that person or that. I don't want that job because I see the person that has it is so stressed instead of realizing that that stress is unique to that person and how they're approaching the situation. And that is something that you guys, I say this uh, and I, I, I pour this knowledge out into you because I have witnessed and experienced it for myself where I've made things hard and I realized the impact that I've had on others because I made it hard. And I've also seen where I think made things easy and then somebody else steps into whatever it is and says, well, this is going to be easy because look at how easy it was for Kathleen and they get into it and for them it's not. And so I realize where I get to set context and where I get to create more dialogue and really listen to what people are saying. Because if we want to create calm in a situation of chaos, it's really ultimately about communication. It's really ultimately about communication. Okay, guys, we are going to dig even deeper into this context, into the conversation about calm and chaos. We're going to talk a little bit about how we actually create that, uh, that space of calm around us in our next segment. But first, we're going to go on a quick break. So enjoy this quick break. You're listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson here on Inspired Choices Network. I'll talk to you in just a second. Building a business is a lot like baking a cake. There are certain ingredients that can't be missed. By listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Neeson, you will learn the five key steps that every great business utilizes. You will hear from successful entrepreneurs that will share what works and what doesn't work in their businesses. You will have an opportunity to ask questions so you can apply these steps directly to your business. Host and business coach Kathleen Reeson built seven successful businesses while raising three boys, volunteering extensively, and having some time left for her husband and herself. Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, and she will show you how you can build the business and the life you dream of, too. Are you ready? Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson Radio Show every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. 
now, back to the program. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson here on Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson, and today we've been talking all about calm in chaos. We know those people that one more thing out of their plate is going to cause them to just completely go over the edge. And we know those people that no matter what comes at them, they're still calm. They've got it. They're handled. And so the goal is to be that person, be that second person, the one that no matter what comes up in front of you, whatever circumstances in front of you, you're senior to it. That is leadership. And so that's what we're talking about today. So one of the things we talked about in this, this last segment was that remembering that there was always a path forward, always a path forward. And where I want to go here is that oftentimes we can get caught in finding the path. And even though we know that the path is there, so this might sound like, wow, it's just going against what you just said. Oh, uh, it's one thing to know. I, I, I said, was it our last show or the show before it? I don't remember. But I said, I want to be on a $20,000 stage. It's my goal. I want to speak on a $20,000 stage. It's not about the money. And I don't, I don't care about the money, but I've told myself about what it means to be on a $20,000 stage and where that's a growth area for me to stand on a stage uh, that, that commands that level of, of excellence from me. And so that's where I'm creating a space for myself. That's where I'm aimed at. And the reality is that that, so if that's my path forward, I'm not going to get hung up on when I get to the $20,000 stage. I can't celebrate along that journey. And and believe me, I used to be that when I ran my marketing firm and we would land these clients and I would be so focused on my year end goals that, and if it's March and we land a client and I know it's going to set me up for my year end goal, I can't celebrate. I wouldn't celebrate because I would be so focused on what I don't have than what I do have. And, and I really lost sight of the journey because I was so focused on the destination. So when I say there's always a path forward, absolutely. There's always a path forward. There's always a destination, but it's really embracing what the next step is. It's what the next step is. So how do I actually just move one foot forward? There was, uh, so I, I've shared a little bit about my, my past. It's all in my book, uh, Joy and Uncertainty, a guide to create a meaningful life, which you can get on Amazon if you're interested. And, and one thing that I share in that book is uh, when my husband's been sick a few times, you know, my youngest son has, has, he almost died a bunch of times in his first year of life. And uh, the sec- the, the, when my husband was really sick the first time, he had what we believed to be histoplasmosis. And it was a crazy time. We had a four-month-old and a two-year-old at the time. And I was still nursing my four-month-old. And so I would, I would run back and forth uh, to, from my house to the hospital. And I was pumping because it wasn't with my four month old. And my, even my dad, sometimes he would come after work, he would come pick up the milk that I pumped throughout the day and he would bring it home for my baby so that, that so that he could eat. And it was just this, this crazy time. And uh, my husband ended up, he was in the, the ICU and then he had surgery and then he went uh, back into the ICU. It was just this, this incredible time where we didn't know whether he was going to live or die. And I remember coming home one, one morning, it was 3am in the morning. And I, I don't even, I don't know how I got home. I don't know how I got back to the hospital, but I came home to take a shower because Josh had finally gone to sleep. And, uh, I didn't know which way was up or down. It was, you know, it was really a, I'll say my perceived chaos. (laughs) And the reality is any, any of you would, if you imagine this time, it would be hard not to perceive chaos. There was a lot of stuff that was going on. And my husband, I was just told that he wasn't going to be able to ever talk again. He, he can talk just fine. But at the time, we didn't know if he would ever talk again. 
And I came home at 3 a.m. And my mom was staying with the kids. And uh, I walked up the stairs and I was so tired, but still moving forward. Like I was still functioning, but I was just, just exhausted and beat. And I'm standing up in, uh, I'm going to get emotional on this because just to think through it, I was standing, I walked into the bathroom and I was gathering stuff for myself, took a quick shower and my mom came in. And when I was, when I was little, my dad had cancer and I saw my mom go through the same thing. And I said, mom, how did you do it? Because you made it look so easy. You, you made it look like it was so simple uh, that, that you could get through it. I mean, we got through it and I'm really struggling. It was a really challenging time to not be around my kids, to not know whether my husband was going to live or not. I was, it was really hard. And, uh, and my mom said to me, you saw what you wanted to see. She said, that was everything that you're saying right now is exactly what I experienced but you saw what you wanted to see. And, that, and I'm, she said, I'm very thankful for that because as a kid, I don't want you to see what I felt. And, and I know it was really hard for her that I was going through that experience. Like what's coming up for me right now is, you know, my mom was such a rock for me and she's, you know, she died in October and I, I've, I've shared that on the show as well. Uh, but she was such a rock for me. And what she gave me in that moment was that grounding when I'm talking about how people come to us and want to put monkeys on our back or gorillas on our back in that moment, I more than anything wanted to give this gorilla to my mom and say, mom, just can you carry the load? I'm going to go crawl into bed. Can you just carry it? And my mom, she knew that even though, uh, she, she could have, like, she, could she go to the hospital and handle it all? She was handling everything at home, sure. But she knew this was such a growth point for me. And I knew that she had me. Like, she totally had me. And I got to have this. I got to have my kids. I got to be there for my husband. I got to be that rock. And so even when you are that person that is steady, that is constant, that people are coming to and putting those fires, handing those fires to, you also get to have that person. You get to have that person. And what's so beautiful, like my mom, she still is that person for me, but she was that person for so long. And, uh, and over the last few years, I've developed friendships and, and deeper relationships with people that are also that person for me. And she knew that. And so when she died, you know, it was, it was, a, it was a space where she knew like, she's got this, but know that like we are human. And so when we perceive chaos around us, we can be that calm person, but even the people that, that the strongest leaders in the world, they get to be grounded and calm and have a rock for themselves. They get to be grounded and calm and have a rock for themselves because everybody has breakdown. And, and, and like, this is beautiful. The emotion that's coming up for me, it's so beautiful and perfect. And knowing that it's not just about one person that you, you can't go at it in the world alone. 
because chaos is all around us. It's all around us. And we get to have that gut check. We get to have that checkpoint. We get to have that person that is, that is also going to ground us. Okay. So being calm in chaos. Yes. It's a practice. Yes. It's something that is beautiful and that you get to create it and, and you get to navigate it and ride the, the, the sea of, of discomfort. And you get to have that person in your life and you get to be that person for somebody else, but you get to have that person in your life where no matter what happens, they're not judging you. They're just listening. They're not going to take the monkey away from you. At the end of the day, you're still going to solve it, but they're going to be there for you. They're going to be the one that when you call at 3 a.m. or you show up, they're the ones that'll listen, that'll acknowledge what's going on, and that will support you and say, you got this. And don't worry, I got you, but you got this. Let's go. And when you know that you have that person or those people, when you know that they're there, you can create whatever you want. But oftentimes what holds us back is we don't know that those people are really there. And they are, they absolutely are. I'll be that person for you. I'd love to be that person for you. Somebody else would love to be that person for you. There are all kinds of people in this world that would love to be that person for you. And I know for a long time, I didn't value that role. But oh my gosh, do I value it now? And I look back and I see how many points in my life where I had people or my mom that served as that role. I was profoundly blessed with parents that understood me and how I could develop and create the best environment possible. Even today, every time I'm on this radio show, my dad hangs out. We're homeschooling the kids this year. They're going back to school in the fall. They're super excited to be around their friends. But this year they've been with my my husband and I pretty much 99% of the time. We're going to take them on vacation here in a little bit. They will be with us 100% of the time. But you know what? My dad drops everything for the radio, for when I'm on this show with you guys, because he wants me to be able to be present here. And so I, I get that I am profoundly blessed to have parents that are those people for me and have friends that are those people for me. And I get that in this world, sometimes that's not the case. A lot of times that's not the case. And so I do not take that for granted. And I'm saying to you, who is that person for you? And if you don't know who that person is for you, if you, if you don't see it, if, if, if maybe there's no, you look around and you just don't see it, it's okay. And it's important that we figure out who can be that person for you. I'll be that person for you. I've got communities of people that will be those people for you. But what's not okay is that you believe that you're not deserving of it. Because it's just, it's just that's not true. Every human being deserves somebody that's got their back. Because when we get into chaos, when we perceive chaos, the only way through it is by being grounded. The only way through it is by knowing that we're loved and protected. The only way through it is by knowing that we're enough. The only way through it is how we stand in our leadership. And this is so important. It's so important that I, I can't even, I, I mean, I had tears. I have tears. I, I, this is such an important topic that we understand how we relate to others on a human level. Because I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it in workplaces. I'm seeing it in homes. I'm seeing it in our communities. 
I'm seeing what I'm seeing is that there are some people that really get this, that get that we as humans, that we function in all kinds of different ways. And we get to look at each other, meet us where we're at and create situations where we can all be successful, that we don't win on the backs of other people, that we all create opportunities to win. This is so important. This is my life's work in this moment, understanding where people are at and showing other people how to see where other people are at, how to coach them into their greatness. Because that's how we create a world where people can move forward with joy and ease. That's how we create a world where people get to be in an abundant space. There's no reason that somebody has to starve. Not when I have a, a, a refrigerator full of food, not when there's a grocery store with aisles and aisles and aisles of food. Why should someone? starve. But it starts with us as leaders and how we look at chaos around us. All right, guys, I could stand here. My goal is not to be preaching in this moment. My goal is to support us all in how we move forward. So I've gone deeper than I even thought I would. And so I, I acknowledge myself for going there. That's a huge piece for me to acknowledge myself. And so think about that for you. How are you acknowledging yourself? How are you celebrating these moments? That's a lesson I had to learn about how how I just went to the, to the destination and I didn't, make, didn't embrace the journey and I'm committed to embracing the journey. So I acknowledge myself for letting myself be vulnerable on live radio and TV and it's okay, totally okay. So we're gonna go on a quick break and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna wrap all of this up because we've got a lot of different places today. All right, we're gonna go a lot. We're gonna wrap this up. You're listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson and we'll be back just after this break. Building a business is a lot like baking a cake. There are certain ingredients that can't be missed. By listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Neeson, you will learn the five key steps that every great business utilizes. You will hear from successful entrepreneurs that will share what works and what doesn't work in their businesses. You will have an opportunity to ask questions so you can apply these steps directly to your business. Host and business coach Kathleen Reeson built seven successful businesses while raising three boys, volunteering extensively, and having some time left for her husband and herself. Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, and she will show you how you can build the business and the life you dream of, too. Are you ready? Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson Radio Show every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson here at Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson, and we've been talking all of this whole show on calm in chaos. So being calm in chaos, how do we find that calm in chaos? which is really ultimately about being senior to our circumstances. Whatever's happening around us is happening, but we get to show up how we want to show up regardless. So we are not ruled. We are not reactive. We are proactive. That's the space that we've been talking about today. And all of this, this whole thing is rooted in perspective. So we talked about this whole quote, there is always a path forward, but it's really about our perspective. And so here's the reality, right? Like, what's the worst case scenario? Like we, you know, we know that we're only on this earth for so long. And so, so really is the worst case scenario death? Maybe, 
maybe, maybe for some people, it might not be, you know, it's kind of hard to believe, but, but some people, it might not, the worst case scenario might not be death and maybe it is, but anyway, let's just say like, that's, that's kind of the end of this story as we know it. And so when we think about that, whatever's coming up for us, is it worse than that? Is it worse than that? And the reality is like, probably not. Okay. Probably not. So anything that's happening at work, unless you are a heart surgeon or neurosurgeon, you know, pretty much anything other than that, while it seems heated and painful in the moment, in the grand scheme of things, it's probably not that big of a deal. So do we get to give whatever's coming up our, our attention? Yes. But do we also have to give it the energy suck of frustration and anger? Like those are just added emotions that aren't actually going to solve anything. They're not going to support us in seeing the path forward. They're not going to support us in seeing the next step. And so when we assign anger to things that are happening around us, when we assign frustration, when we assign emotions other than joy, we're really exhausting ourselves. We are taxing ourselves. And so that level of perspective, that is something we can keep in our minds and know that it's a practice. So there's lots of stuff that we assign emotions. And so the work of shifting and getting rid of those emotional, those emotional connections, that is a work of emotional intelligence that is, is pretty deep. And I encourage you to go there and do that and, and release some of those connections that we've made over the time where anger exists in our life. Because when we are free of this swinging pendulum or roller coaster of emotions, that's freedom. That's what freedom looks like. And so when we think about being calm in chaos, yes, we get to keep perspective in mind. Absolutely. And yes, we get to think about calm as a practice. So know that this is not just something that just happens overnight. The more we put ourselves in situations where we are uncomfortable, the more comfortable we get in navigating situations that are uncomfortable. The more we put ourselves in situations that are uncomfortable, the more comfortable we get in navigating situations that are uncomfortable, meaning put yourself in situations that make you uncomfortable a lot. <laughs> know that that's okay. And typically having a coach as you move through that is very successful. So it doesn't have to be me. I don't care who it is, but the best, the, the, the highest, the people that we respect the most in the world have coaches to support them, have coaches to support them. So do not feel like you can't, can't have a coach, like be vulnerable, open up. I cried on live radio. It's okay. The world, you know, nothing's ended. There's no fire around me. And know that people are often, excuse me, they're going to hand you that you're going to think that they're handing you their monkey, their gorilla through your back. But the reality is they're not actually doing that. Okay. Most of the time, what people want is to be listened to and acknowledged and then cheered on as they go out and solve their problem. Not us injecting ourselves. We create to-do lists. I have this to-do list, okay? This, this to-do list of all the things I get to do before I go on vacation. And I got it all done, everything except one thing, which I'll, I'll, I'll finish here before I go on vacation. And, and the thing is, like, this is really supportive. When my mind's going all over about everything that I get to do, I go to my list. So even if, if you can see this, if you're watching on TV, you'll see it. If you're on the radio, it's good to hear me. When I make a list of things, I actually put a, an open a square, but it's not closed. It's not filled in. It's an open square. And then I write the, the item to do so that I can cross it out. And for those of you that are super analyzers, you know what I'm talking about, where you'll just put something on the list that you've already done with the box. So just so you can cross it out, you know, <laughs> the rest of us, we don't care. It's okay. Like we know we did three things. 
But those that are analyzers, we'll put three things on this list so that we can cross the three things out. Feels really good because that's a way to support us in seeing what's completed. And there's a gratification in checking the box and saying, yes, I did that. There's gratification in that. And so those are just little pieces about celebrating on this journey because know that the destination can be a long time, but you get to celebrate on the journey. And that supports us in being calm in knowing that we don't have to be calm for the next year or two years or three years or six months until we reach the destination. Just to, just to go, we just got to be calm until we get to the next step. Just got to get to the next step and then the next step and the next step and the next step and the next step. And all of a sudden we look back and we say, whoa, look at the journey we completed. We made it. We're at the destination. Yay. Yay. <laughs> and then there's that tendency to just hop on into the next journey. And the reality is celebrate where you are. Celebrate where you are. And I tell you this because it's, this is what the space that I get to embrace. That is one of my biggest challenges. I want to move forward and create so much. I, one of my biggest aha moments over the last few weeks is that I wake up every single day and I say, what do I get to create today? Literally, that's the question I ask myself. What do I get to create today? And I had this aha moment about, oh my gosh, I've been asking myself every day, what new things do I get to create today? Instead of saying, what do I get to create today based on what I created yesterday, based on what I created yesterday. And so just simply shifting my mindset in that way and thinking, what do I get to create that to carry forward what I created yesterday versus what new things do I get to create today really put me in this place of calm of, oh, I don't have to create something new every single day. So if you've learned nothing else on this show today, know that it's our mind that's messy and we can create calm ways through it. And it requires us to be in relationship with other human beings, which is actually a beautiful thing. And if you have any questions on that, reach out to me because I'm an open book and I'd love to talk with you. And know that next week, I have something really, really exciting planned for you. My friend, Billy Gardner is going to come on here. Billy is an introvert, which is the exact opposite of me. She's an introvert, but she created, uh, she, she created a virtual, uh, virtual administration, virtual assistant community so from introverts. So introverted VA, she creates this entire community. And I just find it fascinating how she took her, what, what other people might, like extroverts might say introverts are weak. They're totally not. It, it's a real strength. But that's sometimes what people believe. And so she took what is what is her strength and she actually created this community. And it's super cool. So she's going to join me. And then the next week after that, we're rebranding the show. I talked about it last week, but we're going to be Kathleen Reeson show, the Kathleen Reeson show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. So excited. So there's all kinds of stuff coming. Hang with me. You guys have a phenomenal week. Enjoy. And I will see you next Monday. Thank you for listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. Kathleen Reeson will return next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Would you like to be on the show or do you have a show idea? Go to KathleenReeson.com forward slash radio. Have a great week.